morning, everybody. Tonight we were planning on taking shots of that delicious gin, but that's no fun for you guys. Instead, we're taking shots of some warm vodka. It's as warm as they come. Not ideal. It's gluten-free, though. Shot Cheers. one. Here we go. Ugh, fuck. Oh, wow. Burns just as much as I remember it. Oh. That tastes so bad. That was bad. Let's do this shit. Let's get it over with. All right. Here we go. Shot two. <sighs> Oh my god. Damn it. <laughs> it is not good. Not three shots in approved. You ready for third one? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Three shots in. Yes. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Shot three. Wait, wait, shot no, three. Wait. Take it. Oh my god. Ugh. Welcome to another episode of Three Shots In. This is episode 14. It is. We had we do have confirmation this time. I'm this is. like 90% yes. sure it's 14. Um, here we are. Now, because there's just no chance we're going to get more sober throughout the episode, let's go ahead and state before we get into things. Um, if any of you have anything you'd like to say, questions, comments, critiques, hate mail. Or wheel ideas or hate mail or... Topic suggestions. Topic suggestions. Hate mail. Hate mail. Really anything that you want, you know, or you don't want, which would be in the hate mail category, uh, any of it, email us. We will read it yes. and we will reply to it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I meant what I said. I think you meant it too when you agreed that the first person to send us authentic, stinging yes. hate mail, we mm -hmm. will read it into an episode. Absolutely. I think it would be like the peak. That's how we know that we've done it is if we've pissed someone off so much that they take the time yes. to write us about it. I will feel accomplished. Yes. Now, for the most part, we we have a pretty low number of loyal listeners and they all seem to love us, which uh, I appreciate, I guess, but haven't received any hate mail. Yeah, come on. Share it with your friends. OK, one of your friends is bound not to like it. <laughs> you got a really passionate <laughs> keyboard warrior out there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Let's pass this around. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Jacob, how are you this week? Uh, this week, I'm okay. You know, work was, work was eh. It wasn't that, it wasn't bad. Just wasn't like standout, you know? So meh. I'm just kind of, just kind of here. Ho-hum. Yeah. Okay. Been all right. Uh, you know what, you know what was absolutely awful though? What was absolutely awful? The vodka shots that we took for this episode. They, I, I'm sorry, they weren't good, but I did not hate those as much as I hated them the first time. It was horrible. It was gross. I did not like them at all. And whoever, I mean, if anyone goes on our Instagram to watch that live, because we did record it and we saved it to our profile, you can watch it. I, I It's clear to anyone who sees. My, my expression is that of someone who is displeased. And yet I can 100, with 100% certainty guarantee that is enjoying it more than the first time I took those shots because the first time I mean, was much worse. I do remember it being worse, but all in all, that was that was pretty bad. I do got to say, if you're not watching our Instagram lives or watching the videos afterwards, you're missing out because we just we drop all sorts of information that we really shouldn't. We just do it because why not? Yep. So, we told everybody what the episode was going to be in two weeks. Yep. They knew what this episode was two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, which means you don't if you're listening to this and you didn't watch the, the live or the Instagram video, you have no idea what this theme is, what today's theme is. Mm -hmm. You are in the dark on this one. Right. You have no idea. And. We're going to make you wait a little longer. Uh, tonight, we're drinking screwdrivers. Screwdrivers. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, I, I did Google like screwdriver recipes thinking maybe someone has some additional like ingredients in there because I do have I have a, a lot of stuff we could add to it. Right. And 
Uh, no, it was it was just vodka and orange juice over ice. So you have those that you have orange bitters. I do have orange bitters. I have orange liqueurs. Mm-hmm. I have many things that we could add to it that I think would make it better. But at the same, I time. don't know enough, and I don't want to risk it because mm-hmm. everything that I have is ex- too expensive to just kind of wing it. You there's, know, there's nothing wrong with what we're drinking right now. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy. I like this. it. I'm yeah. good. Lips are gone. Lips are very numb. <laughs> Got nothing in the lips. Um, we do have a big announcement though today. Yes, we do. So we've mentioned it here and there in the past, probably like four episodes. Um, but we have finally launched our Patreon. Patreon. You can now become official patrons of the Three Shots In podcast. And that is exactly how you will find us on the Patreon website. Mm-hmm. Just go to that search bar, type in Three Shots In with spaces in between. Uh, and there. And you will find our pristine logo and our page, which currently we have two tiers set up. Uh, I'm not going to go into the detail because you can read it for yourself, but there I'll are two tiers. I'll go into some detail. I would like to know what you guys think of uh, the intro being a different song every time. <laughs> I dig it. I really do. Yeah. I so really I don't, I don't like think, it. I'm, you know what? If you have an opinion, go ahead and email it to us. Uh, I mean, but it's got to be a very strong opinion because, I mean, I'm pretty locked in on having a different song, <laughs> you know, because it's fun. It is fun. I like it. I like that it's it, it's consistent enough that you guys know you're going to hear us take three shots. You're going to hear some, you know, some funny, funny one liners. Jacob's, you know, huh, huh. don't even sound like that. <laughs> um, but you don't know what to expect as far as the music. And I really like the beats and the funky, like, yeah, stuff. I think, put in. I think eventually we'll find, we'll find our number and we'll just kind of start recycling, you know, like we'll just repeat, you know, like, let's just say it's 20 every 20 episodes, the same songs are used or something. I'm sure we'll find that eventually. Right. But well, as of now, you're getting a new song every time. We're kind of just figuring out, figuring it out as we go. Uh, Cause we don't have a solid theme, but I'm kind of okay with that. I like that you don't really know what to expect. It's minimal. I mean, it's just a song, Yeah. but it's, it adds to it. I like that. Um, so anyway, uh, please support us on Patreon because if you do, we can offer you so much more. Jacob and I have wonderful ideas. We do. Uh, we, we literally have, have a list of ideas. We do. And we have, um, I believe the second tier, the first tier is kind of just of a, you know, like you support us, but you're poor. We, we very much appreciate it. The second tier is we support you, but we're just slightly above poor um, <laughs> and also appreciated. But also you start receiving benefits. Right. We have numerous deleted scenes, uh, off topic rants that we already have done and ready to, to come out right now. Right. Uh, and we have in the works episodes that are themed for specific holidays. We have episodes themed on movies, books. It's, it's endless really what we could do. These are all, all the, all of these things that I have said will only be released on Patreon. You can listen to it on Patreon and nothing else. Right. I mean, it's, we obviously, we want there to be some kind of incentive for you guys. Like we don't want you to donate quote unquote money and get nothing in return. You can of course do that. That's not something I'm discouraging, but at the same time, like we, we would love to give you more to listen to more to laugh at. I like what we're offering on Patreon. I would love to offer more. Um, so yeah, support us where you can. We just, uh, uploaded our episodes and, uh, the show on a a couple different podcast hosts of platforms. I mean, uh, one is Stitcher. Another is player.fm. 
wherever you listen, if you can, if they have that option, rate us, subscribe to us, share us. All of it. We appreciate because it. that will that will in the end uh, contribute to people discovering us and getting an idea before they decide to take a risk and listen to an episode. Yeah, on, who knows? Uh, Maybe one day because you clicked share and rate on this one episode someone who works at some corporation listened to it and thought, wow, I want to sponsor them. Then they give us tons of money to just, just talk about mattresses or something. Right. That'd be awesome. Right. Which means, uh, we get to record in a studio so you don't have to hear our air conditioning in the back. That is true. Also, the more we make from this, the more time we can like realistically invest into it. Right. And that's something I have been kind of worried about. Maybe you guys hear us talk about the notes we take and the time we invest into the research before the episodes and stuff and think we don't care. That is not the case. It's just, there's a lot of other stuff going on and it kind of takes priority because that's what we're using to actually support ourselves. Ideally we could support ourselves with this podcast. That would be Amazing. That's kind of a dream. Yeah. Um, with your support, especially on Patreon, we can make that a reality and offer you guys so much more and take this to a whole new level. I'm really excited. I, and I hope yep. we get there someday. Right. Uh, if money permits, we're mm -hmm. thinking of getting video equipment Yeah. to start posting videos of stuff. We're thinking of getting, getting someone to, to make animations of our stories and animations right. of, of us. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, really it's endless, but it all requires a cash flow that we do not have. If you got, if you got it, help us and we can get that flow moving. Uh, anyway, so you didn't ask me about my week. I asked about yours. Yeah, I didn't ask you about yours. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, spin, <laughs> the <wheel. laughs> let's spin the wheel. Uh, should we tell them the topic now now that they've waited patiently? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, this week's topic for you losers that don't know, is <laughs> serial killers. Serial killers. Yeah. Now that is, uh, I think every single podcast I, out there that, that is similar in theme to ours oh yeah. has episodes, but there are only about one specific serial killer. Yeah, not two. This is about two specific ones. Two specific ones. <laughs> um, and I don't know about you. I went out of my way to find one I had never heard of before. Um, I also did. I had never heard of his actual name. Mm-hmm. I, his nickname, as I was doing my research, I, I had heard of it before, but it's only because it's so funny that <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I know this guy. <laughs> and then his picture I did recognize because it was very recent that he was caught. I yeah. do think I know who it is, by the way. Maybe. You haven't told me. I haven't heard who it is, but I- It's I, possible. I've, I've got an educated- Oh, guess. by the way, we, we did go out of our way to not talk about the serial killers that everyone obviously knows about. So if you're, if you're hoping for a Ted Bundy moment, well, guess what? You're not getting it because everyone knows everything about Ted Bundy. Yeah, so. What about the Night Stalker? Oh, nope. what about the Night Stalker? You're not going to hear about nope, him. Nope, not going to hear about him. Oh, wait, what about John Wayne Gacy? No, <laughs> done it. It's over. It's over. It's, it's, everyone knows about him. It's we don't need to know. It's not going to happen anymore. Stop trying to make yeah, it happen. Yeah, stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> Instead, we're moving to a wheel spin. Here we go. We'll spin it up. Oh, we got, I can't believe I watched it all. Now, I believe when we wrote this, we had intended for like, oh wow, I can't believe I watched that entire show. I know it's pretty self-explanatory for me. Yeah, but no, I mean, they couldn't, people might think of other things, but yeah, like you watched an entire show or 
like you watched the first two seasons of a show because only two seasons were out at that moment, you know, like you were or movies at, well, yeah, but, or movies at that time you were fully caught up in that show or you watched that entire movie or series of movies yeah. and you can't believe that you wasted all of that time. Okay. Like you knew somewhere near the beginning that you didn't enjoy this yet you watched the entirety of it. Yeah. And you can't believe it. Do I you have can. anything? Yeah, I do. I got a, I got many. I, I've wasted there many are hours. Way too many things <laughs> that I really like held on to hoping they would return to being good. Um, and they did not. I was definitely disappointed. One is an anime. Yeah. I don't know that I could call it a popular anime, but I loved it at first. And so mm. did you. And that is Claymore. Uh, mm, it was great. It was the amazing. The last two to it three episodes. Three, the last three episodes were, were absolute were garbage. Trash. And by the end of it, I was like, I can't believe I watched all of that. No, you see, but because up until those last three episodes, it was dope. So I wouldn't consider that among, I can't believe I watched it all. Okay. I can't believe I wasted that hour and a half. I do have another one. Yeah, let's get a real one. Okay. There's a show called The Path, uh -huh. uh, and it stars the dude who played Jesse Pinkman in uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the show, he's a part of a cult. Uh-huh. I think I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Right. It's him... Um, do you remember the wife from the first season of True Blood? Woody Harrelson's wife, brunette, skinny. Did you say Woody Harrelson's wife from True Blood? I did. Woody Harrelson is not in oh, True Blood. Oh, I, I said True Blood. I meant True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. I just know they're both on HBO. Sorry, I get, I get my shows yes. mixed up. True Detective, the wife. I do recall. Yes. Skinny brunette. Yeah. She's been typecasted as the wife. She is the wife. Yeah. Um. She is the wife on the path. She uh -huh. is Jesse Pinkman's wife. Okay. Um, and sh it's at first extremely interesting. It, it has kind of like, you, you remember how people felt about Lost at first? Oh yeah. I was one of the losers that had mm -hmm. insanely high hopes for right. a very intriguing show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? He doesn't realize. <laughs> I believe I mentioned something about being one of the poor, unfortunate souls that was very hopeful of Lost. Right. Um, well, this show felt like that for me, Terry, and uh, our roommate at the time. And we watched the first full season. I think I recall this time. Thoroughly. I think right. Yes. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. We were hopeful for the next season. Uh, and it was uh, awful. Mm. That's a shame because the guy that plays Jesse Pinkman is actually a really good actor. Yeah, no, for sure he is. I don't know. He he looks like he's like one of the stars of the season, the third season of Westworld, which I believe is has been completed. I think they've the whole third season is out. I just don't have the hopes high enough to watch it. I'm scared of what's going to happen. I know what you mean. It's it's not that it qualifies right now for. I can't believe I watched all of that. But it's, it's that. Yeah, it has we, the potential to yes, become one. Yeah. Yes. Because the first season was incredible. Perfectly done. The entirety of the first season. The second season of Westworld was, eh, you know, it had, it had really, really awesome moments. I have. But it also had really right, right, just right. poorly done things. I have the perfect way to describe the second season of Westworld. Do you remember The Dark Knight Rises? I do. Anne Hathaway played Catwoman. Mm -hmm. You had Tom Hardy as Bane. Both great in right. their respective you had, roles. You had Lady Cotillard as 
um, Raj Al Ghul's daughter. Talia Al Ghul. An amazing cast. Uh huh. You would think it would have been an amazing movie, and I thought it was when I saw it in theaters. I was very, very amped and excited to see it. And then the more I thought about it after the movie was over, the more I realized that was garbage. See, I didn't think it was complete garbage. Like watching it and rewatching it as I have because I love the Dark Knight movies, things could have been done better for sure. Of course. And I think having the whole police, the army of police and the army of <laughs> Bane villains right. like fight in front of Town Hall was a little too cliche and a little too It was very lame. right. No, it had that like action movie quality where it was like, "No, we're just going to show you what we know you would yeah. probably like to see." But like not- had had the Dark Knight not come out and they went straight to Dark Knight Rises, it would have been way better. But they they peaked so hard with Heath, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Right. Like that movie was right. perfect they through s- and through. Right. They set a bar for themselves. Yeah. And they did not meet it the next time. They did time. not. So unfortunate. Unfortunate. Now, in that way, the reason I bring it up is because you watched it and you kind of had stars in your eyes because you kind of, I at least I fell for it in the theaters. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, it's so good. Oh my gosh, so much action. Look at the, the imagery. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Batman is so cool. He can completely heal his broken back in like three weeks and then travel all the way back to Gotham wow. in like two days. Supernatural. You know, like I, I, it was kind of like when you watch uh, an action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger or Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, you know, you're not really going to be able to make sense of a lot of it, but it's going to be cool. Are we mocking the muscles from Brussels right now? The second season of Westworld was like that. You yeah. saw a lot of things you were wondering if you'd see and you were kind of excited about maybe, maybe I will see it. And then yeah. they kind of showed it to you, but in like a way that like they kind of thought you were dumb. Yeah. Overall, it was a letdown, but a whatever. Um, I'm going to go into my, go I can't believe it. I watched go it all. It. I do. I have so many. I will choose the most recent though. Okay. Uh, at the time for, for these two shows that I'm going to talk about. There were at the time when I started them, there was only two episodes or two seasons. And so I fully watched the entirety of what was out and then vowed to never watch more. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um one of them was Riverdale. See, <laughs> I had high hopes. I was excited. I I completely I'm sorry, you had high hopes listen, for listen, Riverdale? Listen, I ignored the CW logo like an idiot. And mm. I went into this thinking, wow. Archie comics made into a, <laughs> made into like a dark gritty TV show. This is cool. Mm. I'm in. Mm. I loved the Archie comics. And then I was struck by nothing but teenage abs, teenage <laughs> singing, sing offs and cheerleading dances. And then a very, very minimal amount of like murder and crime solving. <laughs> like it was, it was just, it was, it was bad. It was horrible. I did watch two seasons of it. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I did. Okay. Uh, the next one, I had very low hopes. I had just finished Riverdale. <laughs> I was, so you were, I mean, really, you were the easiest to impress at that, at yeah, that point. Yeah. So I, I saw this show coming out and was like, oh, this won't be good. This can't be good. I'm not going to watch it. And then I watched it. And that was Sabrina. Mm. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, so mind you, I had these exceptionally low hopes for this show. Right. But I thought, you know, I liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch when it was on TV. Not that it was a great show or anything. It was just funny. I liked it. I liked it. And it was kind of goofy. Yeah. 
it was it was fun. It was, you know, kind of like a That's So Raven type of vibe. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. So I was like, okay, but this looks like a really dark version of it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And the first few episodes, I was in. I was like, oh my God, they're like super dark, super, super like gross same. and almost scary. See, I, I watched the same episodes you watched. Yeah. And then I watched an episode I didn't want to watch. Yeah. And I stopped watching. I did not answer this with Sabrina because I stopped, but yeah. you did. I, I did in fact watch it all. <laughs> I continued and I watched the entirety of the first season and the first season, it wasn't terrible. It was just a letdown from the first few episodes. Yeah. And then the second season was awful. And I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop. And I know there's more out just like I know there's more seasons of Riverdale. And I'm like, I, I can't physically like build up the courage courage i mean i don't know is, is, does it require courage maybe to watch these shows like god never again i won't watch them i understand yeah uh i'm, I'm gonna throw out a few honorable mentions i don't want to go into detail of these but i just thought i'd throw them out uh the entirety of the original charmed series <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i did watch all of that yeah i thought that would be fun to throw oh, in there i judge myself um and the entirety because there were only three seasons and i watched all three of the scream tv show <laughs> which was an mtv original <laughs> you are disgusting i you okay all right so you're going first this episode correct uh, yeah. That's a relief because there are several spelling errors in mine right now. Just click, um, spell check, spell check. Just have it. Just have it everything. spell check everything. I, I misspelled the word victims. Yeah. It says vistums. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was smart. There's a, there's a Google Chrome add on extension you can get mm-hmm. that is called Grammarly. And it automatically fix everything that you fuck up on. Yeah. When I'm sober, I am my own Grammarly. (laughs) (laughs) Because I will type and it is like, I will see lines galore and Grammarly just goes like, boop, 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 boop. And they just fix it all for me. And I'm like, thanks Grammarly. (laughs) Look at how smart you are. (laughs) (laughs) I am smart. Thanks Grammarly. Yeah. Um, Before I get in, we are going to have to make more drinks. I know I'm done with one. Yeah, these are very complicated to make, so it may take a lot of time. <laughs> two um, ingredient cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're complicated, man. They're, it's very tough. Yeah. So we'll be back in one entire stir and slurp. Dee ding a ding. All right, so it is time for Yo Serial Killer. My serial killer. Uh who do you think it is? Um, you said the name was familiar, but you didn't recognize his name name. Like his, his real name. I didn't know. Real name. Um, and I did immediately think of someone because I felt the same way, but you made it sound as though like his serial killer name was kind of funny. Oh, it's hilarious. The serial killer name that I thought of was not funny. It was just kind of a name. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe I don't know who it is. I don't think you know who it is. Okay. His name name, his real name is Samuel Little. Not the son of Sam? No. Okay. No, no, this guy- That's who I thought of. No, no, this guy, uh, we did read about, remember I I had looked up that list of like serial killers with the highest kill count? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on that list. What? Oh my God. What? Oh, you made those way stronger than the last ones. No way. Yeah, you did. Let me give it a sip. Oh man, we're good. You're drunker than me. Then sip it down and then go add some orange juice. Oh my God, you're so weak. No, I froze my teeth. Oh. 
So yeah, his name is Samuel Little. Okay. He was born June 7th, 1940 in Reynolds, Georgia. Uh, his mother was a teenage prostitute. Ah. So doesn't know who his father is. Uh, and very early on in his life, she was arrested and taken to prison. And Little was sent to live with his grandmother in Lorraine, Ohio. Okay. Right? Um, so, you know, he was a child, so went to school. Uh, during middle school, it was noted that he was having problems with discipline and achievement. So a Troubled youth. Troubled you know. youth. It happens. Makes sense. In 1956, when he was 16 years old, he was convicted of an old-fashioned B&E mm. in Omaha, Nebraska. They'll get you for a B&E. A B&E. Uh-huh. For those of you who don't know, a breaking and entering. Breaking and entering. Mm. Uh, he was sent to an institution for juvenile offenders. Understandable. As children are. In 61, so he's 21 years old at this time, uh, he was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store Ah, in his grandmother's own town of Lorraine, Ohio. Yeah. Just, Don't know what you're going to get from a furniture store. I mean, I would steal a dresser personally. Yeah, I, I could use a dresser. So next time you break into one, let me know. Um, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> he then moved to Florida after his three-year stint in prison uh, to be with his mother, Oh, reunited. His mother was in Florida. He moved in with his mother in Florida, and he worked at a cemetery. Okay. I had to burp, so I did that off off I, mic. I understand, and I'm sure that it's appreciated by everyone listening. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by, by 1975, he had been arrested a total of 26 times. Whoa. So that's by the time he's 35. He was arrested 26 times. I'm assuming for petty crimes. In 11 different states for fraud, mm. attempted rape, assault. Okay theft, as well as many other petty crimes. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he spent a total of 12 years in prison, uh, where while in prison, he spent most of his time practicing boxing. Oh, okay. okay. He, you know, he used it wisely. Exercises. Exercise. Good. Uh, he even states, this is later in his life, uh, that he could have had a career. He could have made a career out of boxing, but he turned down any offers that came his way. Offers did come his way then. They must have. He must have he been very, very talented. He was, must have been pretty good. He, uh, there was a quote even that he said that he was a prize fighter at one time, <laughs> which he clearly wasn't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, maybe he could have been. So I don't know. I, I doubt now that he actually got offers. Maybe. Now, after hearing that. You know, 12 years in prison and he spent his time boxing. He's He's got to be at least decent. Not saying that he's going to go up against, you know, the biggest names ever, but he's, he's better than most, probably. I mean, I... It sounded reasonable to me to assume that he was good. Yeah. But, you know, I, at the very least, I wish he was famous for that instead of serial killing. Unfortunately, Mm. he turned down the offers. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're doing a page flip right here. I don't know why you even announce it anymore. Everyone knows what you're doing. In 1982, he's 42 at this time. Okay. He was arrested in Pasigula, Mississippi and charged with the murder of a 22-year-old woman, Melinda Rosa Laprie. Mm. Mm-hmm. However, a grand jury declined to indict him for the murder, and he was released. Oh, so they couldn't prove it? Had no no evidence. They declined to indict him. Okay. But as far as we can assume, that may have been his very first kill. Maybe. We don't know. However, however, Little was transferred to Florida instead of being released, where he would stand trial for the murder of a 26-year-old, Patricia Ann Mount. Interesting. Mm-hmm. However, 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 <laughs> after the key witness became quote unquote untrustworthy 
I didn't look into it that hard, so I don't know what, what went down. <laughs> <laughs> but after the key witness became untrustworthy, he was acquitted. That fucking blows. In January of 1984. So it sounds like he got really close to not becoming a Twice. serial killer <laughs> many times. Twice. He got, he, something happened and he got out of going to jail for murder. Insane. So that was January 1984, right? That he was acquitted and was released. Yeah. In October of 1984, Little kidnapped, beat, and strangled a 22-year-old woman, uh, Lori Barros, in San Diego, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Uh, but she survived. Oh, good. Yep, she survived, and she told the police, and the police were on the hunt for him. Wonderful. For Samuel Little. Yes. They found him a month afterwards, right, sleeping in his car with a woman who was also beaten and strangled and also unfortunately alive. For, unfortunately for him. Very fortunate for her. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, and also alive. Mm-hmm. Uh and I thought this was a fun fact because I thought, oh, wow, he's an idiot. Uh, the car was in the exact same location that Barros had said that he attacked her. Uh, okay. He went to the exact same spot one month later, did the exact same thing, and then was caught. I mean, like, you know how you, everyone has that one chair they like to sit at at the table? That's true. You know? He like, it's spot. just, that's that's your place. That's yeah. That's where you go. Anyway, very fortunate for the woman. <laughs> very unfortunate for him. Right. Uh, he served two and a half years in prison. I know. What? Reading all these numbers. Two and a half years? Two and a half years. Yeah. He served two and a half years in prison for his crimes. Uh, and then he moved to Los Angeles for a period of time. I bet it's because they couldn't prove it was attempted murder. No, it probably looked like maybe, maybe attempted rape, but he didn't rape them. He beat them. He like strangled them, but didn't kill them. So I don't, I don't know what that would be. I've, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I, I guess I don't know. Cause it, it doesn't, it doesn't. Aggravated assault? Maybe. I don't know but he only did two and a half years for it. Wow. Still, that seems really light. <laughs> it does. It seems very light. Yeah. They went very easy on him. Uh, we're going to, f- so this was uh, in 84. So this would be November of 84 that he did two years in prison. He got out in 86. It would be 87 at the time. Mm-hmm. And he moved to Los Angeles. Uh, we're going to jump forward in time. Okay. To 2012. Wow. Yeah, we're going very recent. Well, ish. Uh, he was arrested in Louisville, Oklahoma, and he was extradited to the to California because he had an outstanding narcotics charge. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't know if that means he had a warrant or whatnot. <laughs> so he was in California at the same time we were in California? Uh, Possibly. Possibly. We don't know. Well, we do because you said he was extradited to California in 2012. Oh, in 2012. Yes. And we lived in California That's, in 2012. Yes. That's why I recognize his face because- I saw pictures of his face all over the news at that time. Will you show me pictures of him after? I will. Okay. I will. Uh, For those of you who I cannot show because you're not sitting next to me, Samuel Little, give it a Google. I mean, he doesn't look creepy or anything. He just looks like a man. So. Well, that's the creepiest part about the most like notorious serial killers is they don't look like they could be serial killers. They just are. Like he's, he's no, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like, like a, he doesn't have like a Ted Bundy vibe where like Ted, Ted Bundy was like very charismatic in his speech. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have anything like charming about him, but he just looks like a normal dude. Like walking down the street, I'd look over, see him and that would be that. Look away, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think twice. So he was extradited to California and unfortunately for him, very unfortunate for him, times have changed and the authorities ran his DNA through their system. Oh no. Oh no. And his DNA linked him to three open murder cases from the 80s. Okay. Three women had been found beaten and strangled and their bodies were found in the streets of Los Angeles. Yes. Before he faced trial, investigators opened dozens 
of cold cases from the 80s, many of which took place in Los Angeles, but a lot took place throughout the whole country. Yeah. Because he was active literally everywhere, uh, where police at the time had nicknamed the serial killer. And this is the name that I knew. <laughs> the Stroke and Choke Killer. The Stroke and Choke Killer. Stroke and Choke Killer. There's a reason why his DNA tied to these bodies. <laughs> Because he would masturbate while strangling his victims. So one, I, I got one hand on my throat <laughs> and the other one's on my penis. Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> wow. While strangling them, he would also so be masturbating. the media called him the stroke and choke killer. No, 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 no. The Los Angeles Police Department. Oh, that makes him. much more sense. Yes. <laughs> media would not call him such thing. <laughs> it was the Los Angeles Police Department right. had dubbed him right. the Stroke and Choke Killer. Wow. I got to say. It's a very fitting name, honestly. I, but to be honest, if I were a serial killer, I would be disappointed by that name. <laughs> right? It's no Ripper. It's no Night right. Stalker. Right. You know. Like I can tell you right now. It's no I, Vienna Strangler. I don't think, because you, you mentioned a little bit about his kill count, his potential kill count, uh -huh. you know, when we weren't recording. Mine, I can tell you, the kill count is far less, even the potential one. Oh, but the name is way cooler. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so he didn't. He didn't really have a name, mm. and we we will get into why media never really spent a lot of time like talking about him, mm -hmm. and why investigators had no idea that there was an active serial killer in their cities and counties and states. Okay, they had no idea. Uh, but we will get into that later. Um. Actually, I lied. We will get into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so the main reason that his murders went nearly undetected uh, is because almost all of his victims were either sex workers, homeless people, or drug addicts. Mm. And so the crimes- Drifters. Drifters, basically. The crimes didn't seem connected. Right. You you can't have said that, oh, all of these people died and it looks like the same way. Because it's the life that they live, It one bad moment could happen. And then there, there it is. Right. So they couldn't connect everything. Mm -hmm. So it just looked like one murder here, it's one murder there. It's because it looks similar to a lot of unrelated Exactly, yeah. exactly. But that's why no one really focused on him. Mm. And in an interview later in his life, he said, and this is a quote, I never killed no senators or governors or fancy New York journalists, nothing like that. I stayed in the ghettos. Thank you. I'm saying right. even even he was aware so he's that saying, he would not be caught. Right. He's saying he chose carefully. He did. So that it wouldn't be clear what was happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> before we continue in another interview, I didn't find it trustworthy. Okay. Because it just didn't seem true you, compared to everything that so I had read quick, about him. Did you, you found an article that seemed to be exaggerating things or, or maybe it, well, guessing at details. It was, it was the, it, it said according to to like New York Magazine or something. Okay. And it wasn't a direct quote. So I was like, mm, I don't know that I buy this. Yeah. But it said, according to them, he believed. So, I mean, this, this, could, this could definitely be true. It just didn't sound like him. Mm -hmm. it, that according to them, he believed that God had had uh, given him the mission to eradicate uh, sin from the world. And that's how he was going about it. But that's really the only time it's mentioned. But the exact same article said also according to him, he also believed he was possessed by the devil. 
simultaneously. Which is why I was like, yeah, this is yeah, all, no. this doesn't make sense at all. No, it doesn't. Even if it's real and he believed this, I don't believe you telling me this. What? When did this take place again? When did what take place? The murders? The majority of his murders. The majority of the murders were between, um, I believe. When, I'm sorry, when reporters started reporting about him when he was caught. Oh, 2012. 2012. Yeah. Yeah, that's way past the satanic panic. Like this, that was way past yeah. Charles Manson and all no, that. His, his active killings were between, I believe, early 70s to 2005 was the latest one. I don't know. I mean, it's it's recent enough that it's possible someone kind of just tagged that on because it's clickbait. Like it, That's exactly what I thought. You see that. You see like, oh I'm like, no. there's a reason why he doesn't say according to BBC or according to New York Times right. or anyone else that has at least somewhat of a, of a large audience and reputation. Right. Like maybe I'd believe that more, but the fact that it was a magazine that did it, I was like, and it wasn't a direct quote. Right. I was like, yeah, I don't buy this. So like I said, could be. Take it with a grain of salt. Could be. I don't buy it though. Um, he explained how he conducted his murders. Okay. Uh, after his trials were over. Actually, I believe during his trials. I'm not sure. Uh, so he would punch them as hard as he could, mm -hmm. right? Being a former prize fighting boxer that he was allegedly, uh -huh. uh, he would knock them out in one punch. Okay. All the women that he attacked. He would knock them out immediately. Then he would strangle them and masturbate while they were dying. Perceived to be dying, at least. Well, his his hands were around their throats. Well, at least one hand was around their throat. <laughs> I understand. But the two you have mentioned previously survived. They did. Maybe that's because he... His grip strength just his, wasn't... His grip strength wasn't at peak performance. Right. Maybe it's because his vitality wasn't at peak performance. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was, he lasted, didn't last long enough. So he stopped and right. that was that. It's a stamina issue. Maybe stamina, maybe strength. I don't know. Uh, but many murders were solved in the United States. And by many, I mean 19. And Little was sentenced to four life sentences without the possibility of parole. Parole. <laughs> no parole for little. If you had said nothing, I would have just kept going. It, right, so, it sounded right. but, correct to me. But our list, one at least one of our listeners would have been like, "Ah, oh, you idiot! You it don't would, even know how to say parole." It would have been Sam, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and yeah, Ricky. so he was he was connected to nineteen right out of the gate because of DNA right. evidence and his explanation of the murders. They were like, "Oh yeah, boom!" Pinned him to nineteen across the United mm -hmm. States, not just in California. It is Read. just so difficult to be a serial killer these days. It is. It's Forensic very difficult. science mm -hmm. has come so far. Mm -hmm. That is true. Most of the like most famous serial killers happened at least at, like latest would be like 90s. Mm -hmm. And the ones that actually did enough to become a, become serial killers in the 90s never did anything sexual at the scene. They just murdered. Right. So there was there wasn't a lot of DNA there. It was I literally mean, just murder. or or the because I can think of um, Manny Ramirez, the Night Stalker. The reason he just murdered. Well, no, he didn't. He also raped. Oh, but did he? It, it, you could not guess who he would kill next or, oh. what, or what he would do to them. Yeah. That was that was the reason it was so difficult to identify him and catch him eventually. Yeah. Um. So now he's in prison uh, and his memories aren't clear on exact dates or times of his murders. What's this guy's full name again? Samuel Little. Samuel Little. The stroke Sam and choke killer. Sam Little, AKA stroke and choke. Yep, that is, <laughs> that is exactly correct. Okay. Stroke and choke. Uh, but he remembers in almost perfect detail, the locations, what the victim looks like and what she was wearing about all of his victims. Ugh. In addition to being such a, I don't know, we'll say famous serial killer. 
Sure. Such a, a competent serial notorious. killer. Notorious. serial killer. Devious. He was also great at drawing. Okay. And he would Ew, draw shut up. His Ew, victims. stop it. Did he draw them accurately? He did. Ew. So accurately. Uh, we will get into why. Ew. But that is, oh that is very important to is remember. Is it like a photographic memory type thing or what? It's not. It's not photographic memory. Because he has no idea. He couldn't tell you when he killed, what time it was that he couldn't tell you there was daytime or nighttime. No, that has nothing to do with photographic memory. It's literally just memorizing an image. He Well, he okay, maybe then. He remembers exactly what they look like and exactly what they were wearing. All of them. Ugh. In 2018, he confessed to more murders and supplied the FBI because he, he got a deal to be transferred to like a better, uh, not better, but a- He got upgraded. He got upgraded to like a, a nicer, more comfortable prison, I guess, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and he supplied them with 93 drawings- Oh my God. Of women that he had killed. Since then, the FBI has begun opening cold cases, right? So since 2018, they have officially closed one. They pinned him to one that they won 100%. Yes. But I mean, it's it's tough work because a lot of these people just went missing or they they were dead and their bodies were cremated. There's really no way. And like maybe people who knew them have died since. And so they can't show the pictures to them. It's tough work, and there's no way that they will be able to close all 93 cases. Of course. So that sucks. Uh, but they did connect him to 50. Ugh. 50 murders between 1970 and 2005. But they know for a fact, because he knows for a fact, that he killed 93. And he has all of their drawings with him oh, at all times. Gross. Yes. And at 50 confirmed murders, that makes Samuel Little the most prolific serial killer in the United States. He oh. is... He is if, if we're ranking serial killers on kill counts, mm. he's number one in the U.S. Not in the if world. If there was a serial killer like COD, yep. he would be top ranked. He would be number one mm. in the United States. Okay. Oops. Like I said, not in the world. There are others that have higher body counts, higher kill counts. <laughs> Oops. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, It's okay. You went into video game mode. Yeah. But Yes. So he was most recently quoted, and this was a direct quote from New York Magazine, saying, and I thought this would creep you out, which is the only reason why I added it. I live in my mind now with my babies. Ew! What? <laughs> Meaning his drawings. Ew! Oh my God! Ew! Ah! He's alive today. With my he is still alive. With my babies. He is wheelchair bound. And he suffers from heart problems and diabetes. Oh, so, poor baby. Doesn't look like he'll make it <laughs> coming coming into the next couple Fingers of years. Fingers crossed. Ew, that's so disgusting. I know. I told you. I told you from the get. Ew. I was like, hey, the first half of the story just might might not seem very seal killer related. I was like, but I promise you it'll make up for it in the second half. Uh, yeah. Gross. Creepy, right? Yes, creepy. Speaking of creepy. Creepy. Um, to everyone listening, we just watched the movie... Midsummer. Yeah. Um, now, real quick, kind of just a for a second, I checked to see if your drink was like a little redder than mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you watch the movie, that'll make a little more sense. But for you horror enthusiasts out there, uh, Midsummer is, I mean, I'm pronouncing it that way just because of the spelling. I'm not sure it, how to I believe. I believe it. it's pronounced Midsummer. Midsummer. But it, it might be spelt in Swedish or something because it takes place in Sweden. Right. Um. Anyway, it's made by the same people who put it, together it's made the movie. By Ari Aster. Right. Who, who made. Who directed and he wrote. wrote, directed, I mean, everything produced. The whole gamut. Uh -huh. So uh, who the same person. 
Same man who created the movie Hereditary. I thought Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh. oh man, that is a that is horror on another level. Yes, Hereditary is, in my opinion, the best horror movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen. For me, I as an enthusiast of mm-hmm. horror films, I love them. Um, I am not into gore. I do think it has its place. But if like Saw, you know, when it got into like yeah, the seventh much. movie, it's too much. It that's what basically all they leaned on was the shock factor and the gore and stuff. Yeah, it it loses my interest. It's kind of just gross. It's not scary anymore. It's just well, Saw was never scary. Saw was kind of just gross from beginning to end. All I'm, of them. I don't know. It freaked me out a little bit, but still, like that's not the only thing horror could be based on. You know, and then other things, it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's a scary monster. But how many movies have we seen where the monster's finally revealed and you're like, oh, that's not as scary as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, But there, every now and then, you find that gem mm-hmm. where mystery is maintained the whole time in, an, in a very uncomfortable way. And at the very end, you are not pleased, but you are stuck on it. Yeah. It remains with you for days, if not weeks after you can't get it out of your head. You keep asking yourself questions about it and you have to go out of your way to look it up online and find those, and find the answers (laughs) to those questions. Hereditary does that. And I, I loved that. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of hopes for Midsummer. I didn't set the bar, by the way, higher than Hereditary. No, but I did. I had high hopes because it had about the same reviews as Hereditary, mm-hmm. and it's made by the same exact dude. And so I, I thought it would be like just as as good as Hereditary. Not that it was going to be better. I just thought it would be at that level, and it wasn't. It had the potential to be, mm-hmm. but then they just kind of it was just kind of a letdown. One thing I did like that they especially do. like the second half, right? The film style. I don't know what you'd call it, like cinematography or whatever. Like basically the way they compose and the imagery was incredible. That's exactly what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like it was as nice to look at. And I don't mean nice. Like sometimes it was really disturbing, but it was as artistically creative and unique and I don't know, just poignant. Like it really got to me. It really got under my skin. Some of those images. Mm -hmm. Um, Hereditary had the same vibe. I liked that about Midsummer. Yeah. But the plot was weaker, more predictable, more cliche. And then by the end of it, you're just kind of like, oh, it ended that way. Okay. Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of confusion. We watched one of those explained on YouTube videos and got almost nothing out of it. It was kind of just like a look, you didn't notice this in the background. You're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that. I mean, it's not creepy nor anything. That was just, oh, I didn't notice that. And that's, I mean, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But nothing that explained anything of like anything. And it Pretty was much. it was it was kind of just like, all right, so the movie was that and it wasn't fantastic, wasn't great. It was gross at times. It's worth watching one time if it's cheap and you're just kind of sitting around and in the mood for a horror flick. I, I feel that way. I'm glad I watched it once. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. It was I'm, kind of a waste of time. I'm honestly. not going to watch it again. I, I liked watching it because I like the style, but I didn't like the story. If, yeah, if, that's you, can, true. if you can understand yeah, that. I can give you that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on that note, it is time for our break. I need some snacks. I got to add a few more details to these notes before I jump in. God damn. I'm 
made some popcorn. You want some popcorn? Yes. Of course I do. <laughs> ASMR time. That's the sound of popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to do a mouthful of popcorn ASMR. More. More. Break announcement. When we started the recording, we were at 590 something. something. Did we break 600? We broke 600. Yay, 600 we're at downloads. Over 600 downloads. Which, by the way, that's not a lot. We're not going to say that we're not doing well, you idiot. No, it's not. We want them to think we're doing good, Jessica. That's not going to make followers appear. No, but if they're listening to a shitty podcast and they think, wow, this is shitty, but then they hear us talking about how successful we are, they think, oh, wait, this isn't shitty. I'm in this before all my friends know about this. <laughs> like, Jessica, that's what we want. We don't want people to think, oh, yeah, no, they weren't they weren't that great. I don't think they're going to think that. Stop throwing out numbers of our Instagram live viewers. No one needs to know that. Twelve. It's funny though. Okay, are we are we slamming every single fucking thing on the table? <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Me too. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. I'm going to make a drink. So I'm going to be right back. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to set up for you. Um, remember I told you I went onto Fiverr and I found a Christopher Walken impersonator? Yeah. Hi, Christopher Walken here. I've heard through the grapevine and from a little bit that you're looking for Christopher Walken just found the best Christopher Walken on Fiverr. Yes, you have. Anyone who says otherwise will get stabbed in the face with a soldering iron. That was bad. No, it wasn't. That was bad. Okay. All right. Which one are we willing to try? Alex Jones. Oh, Alex Jones. Matthew McConaughey. Alex Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Jones. Nope. And if I got breaking news for you today, down in Guatemala, they have an army of primate soldiers. They've taken titanium microchips from the 1948 Roswell, New Mexico UFO crash. Matthew McConaughey. Here we go. Ooh, Chris. Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. to see where you came from how you turned 41 what the fuck I know there are those that say you suck at skiing and you ride like a girl on a mountain bike <laughs> that's okay there's always next year just be grateful you have a brother who loves you and wishes you could drive him around in a Lincoln Town car or a Chevy Nova backwards like old times 
listening to Brass Monkey. Oh my God! Is he on? Is he on Fiverr? He's on Fiverr. How much does he charge for a message? Twenty dollars. Oh, that's worth it. I know. Oh, how long's the message? Twenty dollars gets you what? One minute. Oh. Uh, Marty, there's no time to talk right now. Great Scott! Hi, everybody. Peter Grant. Horrible. I will impersonate Clint Eastwood for your podcast. It says for your podcast specifically. Hold on. How you doing there, punk? Oh. Pass. Oh no! Just resting and thinking, and it coming to myself. Mm. I was gonna say, I was like, is that a really shitty Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Nestling in this canopy. Ew! A sea Stop it! Ot- that was horrible. That was horrible. Didn't sound anything like David Attenborough. Alan Rickman as Professor Snape. (laughs) I need McConaughey before we stop this. We're going to go back to McConaughey and then we'll move on. Chris, sometimes you got to go back to actually move forward. We were going to stop, but I looked up Matthew McConaughey, Calm, right? Because he did a story for Calm. Yeah. Right? This one. Calm. Well, hello there. I'm Matthew McConaughey, and tonight I'll be reading a special sleep story called Wonder. Right. So already I was like, I've listened to that when I went to sleep before, and I was like, awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Speak me to sleep, Matthew. (laughs) But right underneath it is this video. It says one hour of Matthew McConaughey watching rain and drinking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. How could you tell it's him? I don't know. There's a Lincoln Town car parked outside. <laughs> <laughs> parked outside of a coffee shop. He's just he's This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. What is this from? This is... Oh, that rain. (laughs) Chris. So now that that incredibly interesting break is over. Interesting, yes. It is time to wheel spin. I'll spin it. Wait, here we go. Spin it. Spin it, bitch. Would you rather, that's our theme. I love that. Our wheel spin topic. That's our wheel spin. It's would you rather. Um, I, I love, we are, we are very good at this game. I, I am a huge fan of would you rathers. Yes. I tend to come up with the ones that. That eat at your soul. Yes, I do. Would you rather kiss on the mouth? On the mouth. John Goodman, modern day. I mean, I don't even know if past John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> or current uh, John Travolta. Goodman. Same. Goodman. All right, your turn. Uh, would you rather forget that Anthony Hopkins ever existed? That means you forget his name. You forget what he looks like, what he sounds like. You forget every movie he's ever in, and you're never allowed yeah. to watch them. I don't want to do that. Or would you rather everything that you love, every movie, every show, 
Nicolas Cage is a, <gasps> is a lead actor in it. Uh, oh, I'd have to sacrifice Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> do you love Nicolas? Do you hate Nicolas Cage enough or do you love Anthony Hopkins too much? I hate Nicolas Cage enough. <laughs> Anthony, I would have to sacrifice no. Hopkins. Yeah. Poor A-Hop. I know. Yeah. I thought that one would get you. Let's do Let's do one more each. Um, okay. okay. Would you rather have to stare for one hour straight at saggy, <laughs> saggy, saggy over the age of 85 boobs or, or one hour, meaning I know what one there's hour no is. looking at your phone for one whole hour in silence. Yeah. Or would you rather have to go to dinner with Toby Maguire? Saggy boobs for one whole hour. <laughs> one whole hour of saggy boobs. One whole hour. Although, if I go to dinner with Tobey Maguire, that means I can speak my mind with Tobey Maguire and I can tell him. Confront him. How much of an <laughs> asshole and piece of shit that he is. Uh, so, tempting offer, but also, like, I don't want to go to jail. So, saggy boobs. He gets to plan the night. He's going to show you a night on the town. I don't want a night on the Maguire no, style. I was told dinner. I don't want a night on the town. <laughs> Game over. Saggy boobs. <laughs> God. Okay. Would you rather every time you went to grab an apple to eat, it was just bruised to shit. It was, I mean, like, like just utterly bruised. Okay. Just completely beaten. Yeah. And of an apple. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather every time that you ate popcorn, kernels, kernel parts would just jam their way into your teeth. And so like you had to get it out and you bled every single time and it was painful and it was gross. And would it lasted I, for days. Would I rather eat one bruised apple? No, no. Every time you go to eat an apple. Oh. Every single apple. Even if it looks perfect, you're like, oh, this is the perfect apple. You grab it. And then when you look down, just beaten and just, just fucked up. Um, I, I think I would, I would do the popcorn because I can just give up popcorn. I don't eat it that often. I eat apples more often. Mm, okay. Same thing. Bruised apples every single time. Right. Mm -hmm. Or every time you eat an orange. I take it back. Whenever you drink orange juice, you have to eat all of the pulp first. Dry pulp taken out of the orange juice. Oh, the orange a, pulp. A bowl of pulp. You have to eat that. And then you can drink your juice. Orange pulp. It's dry. All the juice is gone. It's in the cup. I just won't drink it. I don't drink orange juice that often. Okay. Those, it's not fun, Jessica. You, you're giving me these. Uh, talk about something other than fruit. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can do that. That's fine. Okay. Would you rather only ever to drink lukewarm coffee or burnt tea lukewarm coffee because that is currently my life <laughs> no yes i take so long to drink it it becomes oh. lukewarm anyway <laughs> you're no fun you're, all right you're just I, a shitty person all right i've got one for you okay would you rather be the best man at toby mcguire's wedding <laughs> oh, bitch to uh the voice of miranda lawson what, what was that australian actress's name <gasps> He's marrying Yvonne Strahovski. <laughs> Would you rather be the best man to Toby Maguire to his marriage to Yvonne Strahovski or... Would you rather lie on a bed of nails as fear factor cockroaches are poured over you where you must sit for 10 minutes without moving? I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Bear witness and smile for pictures and give a speech. Do I have to hold in support? Do of, I have to forever hold? <laughs> <laughs> you must as best man forever hold your peace. Wedding. At least I'm drunk. <laughs> Can't do it. You've, you've broken me.
I'm making all sorts of noise over here. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking shit to me about putting down a bowl like two times. (laughs) Oh my God, that's a sound bite. Hold it in front of your microphone. Hear ye. (laughs) Okay. So here we are, back from break, uh, and I think we're... Oh, we already did that, didn't we? We did the wheel spin already. Okay, so since we did the wheel... (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking idiot. I'm drunk! I'm three shots and two drinks in. Okay. So... That was the would you rather wheel spin. Yes. It was painful. Which I, I feel like if it was a game and one person had to win, I think I won it. I don't know. I do. I I don't know. You Who sacrificed Anthony Hopkins? Who was that? Who married off his dream girl to Tobey Maguire? How dare you? <laughs> would you not speak his name? <laughs> uh, it is your story time. It is. Story time. Story time with Jess. It's bleak, morbid, and graphic. Here we go. Three of my favorite things. I will be talking today about the Red Ripper, a.k.a. the Butcher of Rostov. Ooh, like the Butcher of Blaviken? Similar. His name was Andrei Romanovich Chikatilo. Chikatilo. I guarantee it's not pronounced that way. I dig it. Chikatilo. I will not try to pronounce it differently. Say it like Matthew McConaughey. Andrei Romanovich Chikatilo. Awful. You could not make money on phone. There's a reason I'm not trying to. Okay, you go for it. Go. Andre Romanovich Chikatilo. That's better than me, but still, it was was not even close to as good as the impersonator we just listened to. Nowhere near. No. Nowhere near. You couldn't even charge $20 for what you just did. No, I could charge five bucks for it, though. You could charge five, yeah. People pay five bucks for that. Mine would be like a free gift. Andre Romanovich Chikatilo, he was born the 16th of October, 1936, in the village of, forgive me. I won't. Yabluchnoy, <laughs> in former USSR, uh, only three years after the Holodomor. I'm sorry. I specifically noted for myself how to pronounce that. <laughs> only three years after the Holodomor, Holodomor, Holodomor. Uh, which was yeah. a mass famine that killed nearly four million people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. During mm-hmm. the reign of Joseph Stalin. I'm sure you've heard of him before. Yeah. Um, not the best, the best leader. Not, not the Russia best. Has seen. No, not a great, not a great rep. Anyway. Um, the Holodomor was a famine in which accounts of cannibalism were not uncommon. And growing up, Andrei Romanovich Chikatilo was told by his mother that an older brother, whom he never knew, uh, had been caught and eaten by neighbors during this time. Oh. Yes. They caught him. They and did. They ate him. They cannibalized his brother. Uh, his parents were laborers. They worked on a farm and in lieu of paying rent, uh, they worked simply to be able to live in their single bedroom hut instead of being paid wages. Um, now, many people during this time, even though technically the famine was over, were still going hungry. Uh-huh. Um, Chikatilo claimed that sometimes they would even eat leaves off of trees and grass in order to fill their stomachs. Mm. He recalls uh, attending school as a child with a distended stomach from his hunger. 
don't know what that means. Uh, it means his belly looked uh, inflated with air as though he might be pregnant. Oh. Uh, and that's a response of the body towards starvation. Um, and he fainted more than once at school from his hunger. Uh, in fact, it wasn't until Chikatilo turned 12 that he was able to taste bread for the first time. Oh, not even bread. Mm-hmm. Damn. Right. He was all keto. He's pure keto diet. <laughs> He's probably, probably lean as fuck. Probably. Just ripped, just shredded. Uh, now, all that considered childhood up to this point being extremely difficult. Uh, his father was drafted during World War II. Uh, his father ended up a prisoner of war and therefore was gone from the home for much time. He was left in his single bedroom hut with his mother um, and with her uh, bore witness to the brief occupation of the Nazis in Ukraine. Mm. Yes. Chikatilo uh, at the time was aged about five to eight. Um, he and his mother would hide in ditches and cellars to shelter from shootings, bombings and fires. One of those fires being the burning down of his family's own hut. Oh, um, now Chikatilo, uh, was bullied in school. He was a very small boy, wore thick glasses. He was short sighted. Uh, he was shy, quiet, and constantly reading. One report said he was also a chronic bedwetter mm. and that his mother would beat him uh-huh. in frustration of this. Um, seeing as how living in such a small home, they likely shared a bed. Uh, and his sister later on would comment that their mother was always a very harsh and cruel mother towards them both. Chikatilo discovered, we're going to fast forward on, to uh, his reaching of puberty. Ah. It is at this time he discovers that he suffers from erectile dysfunction or impotency. Oh, Jesus. Yes. However, he was a great student, very well liked by all of his teachers and considered very studious. He went on to earn a master's degree at the Rostov Liberal Arts University. Uh, soon married a woman named Theodosia. Uh, he went on to have two children with Theodosia. Even though he was impotent? Uh, well, see, this is um, where I have in parentheses somehow, uh, because I do know how. Okay. And it's not pretty. Okay. <laughs> he could apparently make himself finish on his own if he tried really hard. Uh, so he would go off by himself and do that and then come back with... A cup. His hands covered uh-huh. in... Splooge. <laughs> <laughs> to put it delicately. Uh, and would simply put his hands up in her... Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is that is literally what they did until she became pregnant. Well... And it worked twice. Apparently so, it was effective. Yes. Take notes, people. <laughs> right. So uh, anyway, he went on to become a teacher. And I know this may be hard to believe based off of what you just heard, but this is when things take a turn for the weird and gross. Ah. <laughs> so uh, some articles claim that Chikatilo was bullied by his own students <laughs> <laughs> during his very short career as a teacher. Uh, he soon resigned. Okay. However, resigned is a term I use lightly because it was either he resign or be fired. Ah. Because uh, several reports were brought in uh, of sexual abuse towards several underage students. So uh, here we go, flash forwarding to 1978. Okay. Chikatilo is 48 years old. 
Uh, and he murders his very first proven victim. Okay. Nine-year-old Yelena Zakatnova. Okay. He lures Yelena into an abandoned house and he plans on raping her. However, when he attempts, he realizes he cannot achieve erection. Right. So he strangles her, stabs her several times in the abdomen. Mm. And it is only after this that he is able to achieve what he could not achieve before. Ah. Yes. Uh, he does what he does and he disposes of her body in a river. That is kill number one. Uh, next is 17-year-old Larissa Kachenko, the second of his proven victims. However, the first of whom he cannibalized. Oh. Yes. Okay. And so the murder spree began. Okay. Um, over the course of the next 12 years, a minimum of 53 victims would be murdered, mutilated, and cannibalized by Chikatilo. Jesus. Yes. By the end of 1982, he had murdered at least five more people between the ages of nine and 18, usually runaway or homeless children whom he, uh, similar to the first two, would lure into an isolated place and either stab them or strangle them, perhaps both, until they died in order to achieve sexual gratification. Quite bleak. A little bit. Not great. Chikatilo explained later that attacking and murdering this way, of course, was the only way he could achieve what I just said. But An I erection. I forgot. <laughs> Thank you, A Jacob. boner. That was the only way. <laughs> that was the that only way he could he get He could that. get a boner. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Seeing as how this is a an episode about serial killers, I thought it would be um, relevant to kind of like map out what his victim range sort of was. Okay. Uh, largely children. Mm. Now, when his victims were young, it didn't seem to matter whether they were male or female. But occasionally he would attack and murder adult women, usually middle-aged women. Uh, and the oldest of these was 44. Most of these women were prostitutes. I see. Yes. Um, so his MO, as far as murdering his victims, was, like I said, luring them into isolated locations. This eventually became mostly the forest. He would bind them with rope and stuff their mouths with mud and nearby debris to stifle their screaming. He would stab them until death and then mutilate and cannibalize their bodies, even drink their blood, and then bury them in a separate location. Okay. Victims of Chikatilo's... Uh, oh, victims of Chikatilo uh, were found with their eyes gouged out. Oof. Um, their genitals, of course, cut and maimed. Why, of course? <laughs> well, because it said that he mutilated his victims. And okay. he did it for sexual gratification. So there's a lot of uh, psychological implications there. Uh -huh. uh, sometimes the genitals that he cut and maimed would be left inside of their mouths. I see. Yes. Most displeasing. Chikatilo uh, explained later on uh, when he was questioned about the gouging of the eyes, because I guess that was the one thing that really confused them. Um, there is apparently a Russian superstition that people maintain a final sort of like snapshot of the last thing they see before they die. Okay. Um, so before their death, he would remove their eyes so that they would not have that snapshot. Oh, God. Yeah. This isn't funny at no, all. No, this is fucking brutal, man. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is rough. Should I not have done this? this no choking stroke, man. <laughs> no. You can't really laugh at this one. This is a bad one. Um, anyway, so the investigation of these murders led to several dead ends for those who were investigating, including what? Dead ends. You say, come on, it led to several dead ends. 
Anyway, Whatever. this investigate the investigation of these murders led to several unhelpful leads. Oh, okay. Uh, and even led to a few falsely accused and even convicted individuals. Oh, it's unfortunate. Yes. Uh, more than once, the Russian police were very close, actually, to discovering uh, Chikatilo, but were not able to connect him to the murders significantly. Uh, by 1985, they had connected nearly 20 homicides to being committed at the hand of a single person. It is when they did this that they knew it must be a serial killer of right. some kind. Uh, because the M.O. was at least consistent enough for that. Finally, a psychiatrist by the name of Dr. Alexander Bukhanovsky took a look at the case and he provided Russia's very first psychological profile. Mm -hmm. I knew you would find that interesting. I would find that. That's interesting. Chikatilo continued even after this for several years before he was finally arrested and interrogated. During this process, he wrote essays. I don't know what that means. I assume that doesn't mean like page long college format essays. Was it um, APA? <laughs> <laughs> but it specifically said essays. That is what I wrote Does down. Does he have a reference page? <laughs> During this process, he wrote things down and apparently that showed him to be consistent with the profile that Bukhanovsky had created years before. Okay. Bukhanovsky came in to see Chikatilo in person. Ooh. He read to him the profile that he had written. And in doing so, motivated Chikatilo to tears, as well as to a horrifyingly detailed confession. Ah. Uh, he, I believe he confessed twice, once to a little over 30 murders, and then later on admitted to a little over 25. Um, but in total, no, I think I got my math wrong. Yeah, he ended up uh, confessing to 56, whatever the, the proper number is. I believe it was 30 the first time, but like a little 30 and some change and then 20 and some change the second time. Uh, but they could only, they could only charge him with 53. And in the end he was convicted only of 52. And I say only like that's not significant, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of a lot. It's a lot. And I'm also relieved that they were actually able to prove that he was involved uh -huh. in these others, because very often you'll hear serial serial killers will be charged with a lot of murders, but are only actually convicted of a very like small number. Two. Yeah. Alas, Chikatilo was ex executed February 1994 by gunshot to the back of the head. Ah, Yes. Damn. A few fun facts, because that's the end of it. Yeah, that was kind of, I mean. Well, you didn't have a lot of commentary yeah. or questions. Well, I mean, I, that, was a, that, was a, that was a brutal topic, man. Oh, I know. But I thought that's what you were going to, you said, you told me that yours was brutal. And I was like, okay, that's good. No, I said, I said, like, the last, the last, like, third of mine gets dark and gross. Mine was just like Yours that. was, I mean, the dark from, like, it was like, it was like four-fifths dark, man. <laughs> Uh, um, so, I mean, I apologize. You did not seem ready for that. I, I was not. I was not ready for for cannibalizing children. Yeah. In order to to get off yeah. sexually. Right. Well, see, wow. that's why I took the time, you know, because I thought you would appreciate that from a psychological perspective to explain how awful and traumatizing his childhood was. I do got I do got I got to admit the whole reason I, I am studying psychology is to study people like him. Right. That's all I care about. Right. Like I thought it was significant that he's not only, like, of course, it, it, it's involved, usually when serial killers have issues with their mothers, I'm noticing. 
Like it's you, almost always something to do. A mother is a prostitute or sex worker or she's abusive. She's abusive or sexually affection, abusive or right? something. Yeah, it's it's there's always a some sort of sexual thing going on with parents that I don't know if it triggers it or mm-hmm. causes it because clearly it doesn't because that must happen a lot. Not uh, not enough to say like one percent of the population, mm-hmm. but enough to say that not everyone becomes a serial killer. No, but, but it is. I a factor. He, listening to the details of his childhood, it made sense that he would struggle with some kind of sure sexual dysfunction. Like that wasn't necessarily like obvious. That didn't necessarily jump out right away. But I didn't like struggle to fathom that considering, uh-huh. especially the bedwetting and stuff. Like, and his mother specifically being really withholding of affection and being abusive towards him. Um, But I thought it was significant that she had, like, terrorized him as he was growing up about how, like, you think you're hungry now. You used to have a brother. And the neighbors literally snatched him up and ate him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that was his reality. That's what he grew up in. That's not an excuse. It's more like, yeah, I can see how you became terrible and twisted living that kind of life. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I wouldn't want to study him. I still would, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not the kind of, of person that, that piques my interest. So some, some fun facts. I don't feel that they're going to be fun though. <laughs> they're, I promise you they're not that fun, but they're more fun than what you just heard. <laughs> okay. So, uh, during his trial, uh huh. um, Chikatilo blamed his childhood for his actions. He also blamed, which is understandable, but how he did also blame his blood type. <laughs> and of I'm, course, I'm being negative man. And of course, Joseph Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As one does. I'm really interested in hearing why his blood type was responsible though. That is I would like to know. See, now we got to do a study on murderers and blood types. Right. That would honestly be a really good paper to write if that was a real thing. <laughs> right. Like, mm, ideas are forming. <laughs> anyway, uh, next fun fact, because I've got three. That's one of three. The second uh, are his last words. Okay. They are, and I quote, don't blow my brains out. The Japanese want to buy them. What? <laughs> I don't know. Those were just his last words. I don't know why he said them. Literally, there's been no mention of the Japanese until just now. <laughs> My last of the three facts. Chikatilo uh, inspired someone else to become a serial killer. <gasps> he too was in Russia, and he called himself the chessboard killer. The chessboard killer? Yes. Why? Uh, he claimed a minimum of 48 victims in 14 years, but also, after being caught, said that he had hoped he would reach 64 one for every square on a chessboard. Weird. Yes, but he specifically mentioned Chikatilo as an inspiration. That is the story of the Red Ripper or the Butcher of Rostov. Oh, that's a butcher and a half, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was, I thought it was going to be comparatively I, I didn't know that the episode theme was, let's see who can try to break the other. <laughs> I didn't think so either. I I. It's awful, but I thought it was at least interesting hearing about what his what he went through in his childhood 
and then what he became, not necessarily as a result, but I mean, his childhood certainly contributed. It was a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Still brutal. Uh, want to take one more shot? A shot? Yeah. Before our, our last wheel spin? Yes. <laughs> no? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Another shot of warm vodka, Jacob. Warm in, in, Smirnoff. In, not in honor of, but in... Spite of. In spite of Andre Romanovich Chikatila. <laughs> in spite of him, we will be drinking warm vodka, something that you in the USSR would never have done. <laughs> Mainly because you have ice literally everywhere. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, what's the Russian? What's the Russian cheers? Well, here we've got technology. Hear right ye, here. hear ye. That that doesn't sound Russian. Nostrovia. Nostrovia. Oh my God. Oh, Jessica, why? It, did. <laughs> it didn't get better. Why did you do this to me, Jessica? <laughs> I thought I needed another did one. I, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were too sober sounding. I thought we needed another shot. I apologize. Jessica, my face is locked. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> okay, let's spin the wheel. It's okay. Just a little a little misery to lighten your spirits after that terrible story. Spin the wheel. What is that? Okay, it landed on... It landed on, you know who deserves an award? And I believe that could be anyone for any reason. Okay. Um, if you don't if you don't know any, I got a couple. You can go for it, yeah. All right. I'm going to say that Billie Eilish deserves an award. For what? And now I know she's won awards already. Yes. Uh, Billie Eilish deserves an award for being the chillest musician alive right now. Okay. Because she's just cool. Totally chill. Every interview she has. She's just chill. She doesn't get crazy. She doesn't get like sassy. Yeah, she doesn't get angry. She doesn't get like every like every single interview of Billie Eilish. She's just chill and relaxed and just seems like one of the coolest people to hang out with. She does seem really, really cool. Yeah. Like I could see myself hanging out with her. Yeah. So the Chillest Musician Award goes to Billie Eilish. <laughs> okay. Um, I think an award should go to... I'm not going to make this my my award. Okay. But I feel like I should give it an honorable mention. You and I have made comments before about um whoever it is out there who's watching TikToks for us and putting the funny ones on YouTube so that we don't have to watch uh, TikTok videos mm -hmm. in order to find the ones that are golden. Like the TikTok videos you find, you are diamonds in the rough. Yes. And I think you deserve an award. I would give them an award. Um, all right. You know who deserves an award? Most selfless YouTuber goes to an award. That's what it is. You said Billie Eilish deserves an award just for being chill just and chill. cool. And she, she's already gotten music awards for being talented. Right. She doesn't need any more. Okay. She needs the three shots in official chillest musician award goes to mm. Billie Eilish. It does. You know, honestly, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't think I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. I think when I say my thing, you'll be like, yeah, and agree. But I don't think I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. You're not. Should Three Shots In host an award show every single year at some point where we make up like 15 random awards and then we send really shitty trophies to like 15 random celebrities? It sounds like something we should do. I, 
I'm writing it down. You know who deserves an award for being just really annoying? Okay. <laughs> like, but really well. Um, do you remember the guy who played the gay brother in Wedding Crashers? In Wedding Crashers? Yeah. I don't remember a gay brother in Wedding Do you remember Crashers? him sitting at the table and the racist and like homophobic grandma being like, he's a homo. And then the gay brother is like, excuse me, I'm going to go to my room. And he has his black dyed hair covering one eye. See, I vaguely recall the gay brother walking in on the strapped up Vince Vaughn. And trying to <laughs> sexually assault him. Yeah, but I I can't recall a face. <laughs> so in Terry's YouTube search. Oh, no. <laughs> Sexual advance in wedding crashers. <laughs> Gay brother wedding crashers. I'll be in my room painting homo things. I need to see it. I don't know his face. I don't know who you're talking about. Here, hold on. My shot glass is in the way. Just click play. Wait. I'll be in my room painting homo things. I, okay, I know exactly who that is now. Uh, what was he in that he was... He is. He's annoying. His face in any movie is just... It just irritates me. I, I, I do give you that. It's, it might be because he looks very similar to he who shall not be named, you know, in this household. <clears throat> yes. The TM. Him. To no. No. By the way, I am going to like... I'm going to put some sort of sound over his name every single time. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of like... ah. <laughs> or would you rather go to ah, wedding? <laughs> well, let's be quiet for a second so you can do it. Okay. Ah! <laughs> okay, let me try to do it one more time just so we can get something good. <laughs> You're the worst. I'm drunk. That's why I took another shot. You're the worst. Try again. Try again. Go again. Okay, ready? Yes. He who <laughs> shall not. You <laughs> can't even do it. Because I have to force myself. You can't even serious. do it. I will do it this time. Hold on. <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, I can adjust the pitch. One more time. One more time. Ready? Shall not be named. Oh, no, wait. I got a better one. Shitty Spider-Man. <laughs> that was the wheel, which does mean that the episode has concluded. Unfortunately. I know. I know we left you guys in such high spirits after the end of my serial killer story. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have put that dark ass shit first. I didn't know it was going to be worse than your... After listening to this episode, you probably need a drink or two. Go take some shots. Go drink some margaritas. Go have some. Go have. Go have. Go have a beer or two. Boxed wine, perhaps. <laughs> have some wine. Maybe make some fancy cocktails. I don't know what you do. Go have a milkshake. Something, okay? Because you need something to make you feel better after listening to Jessica's dark, decrepit story. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the episode, uh, what, four, 14. <laughs> this is Serial Killers. Email um, us at fanmail at threeshotsin.com. Uh, go support us on Patreon if you're cool and you got the cash flow. Uh, just go on Patreon and search Three Shots In. Every single episode that you hear is between 
60 and 90 minutes, we record for a minimum of four to five hours every single time. So that means even on the best of days where we only record three and a half, you're getting maybe, you're getting less than half of that. There's a the lot of unused stuff. Yeah. I am positive, by the way, that it would be a lot less if we were sober when we recorded these. However, that is true. We have endeavored. We have committed to. Yeah. Well, this is the journey we are. We are embarking on. Yeah. So. This is this podcast isn't called maybe three shots in <laughs> or it's not called one shot at a time. No, it's not. We get fucked up and we, we talk about jump in crazy shit for you. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Even if you don't give us money, we still love the support. So until next time. Later.